0: Hello and welcome. Yours truly, Ron Stafford, with you on another exciting episode. Of course, we are a podcast service of Sat7. Coming up on today's program, we're going to be talking with a writer who shares his work in very unique and interesting ways. We're going to be talking about humor in the church and how he reaches the body of Christ with his unique writing. On the phone with me right now is author and writer Drew Dyke. Drew, welcome to the program. Thanks for being here.
1: Me, and I appreciate you calling my writing unique, which is a nice word for weird, I figure.
0: <laughs> it's going to be a fun chat. You have a fantastic sense of humor. Talk about how important it is, especially within the body of Christ and with today's political climate and all of that. Talk about how important it is and how unique it is for those of us in the church just to laugh every now and then. How important is that, Drew?
1: I think it is important. You know, I, I like to say, you know, if we don't laugh on ourselves as Christians, then then other people will. Oh, they might anyway. But um, <laughs> I grew up in the church, and, and and when you grow when you grow up in the church as a, a pastor kid, uh, there's a lot of funny stuff. Let's be honest, right? Um, yeah, I grew up in kind of an inner city church, and I remember um, uh, we had kind of a rough crew. A lot of kind of people that came from different backgrounds, not a lot of church backgrounds. Right. Uh, and so it, it just kind of helped me to kind of poke some fun at that context and my upbringing. And I've done the same a uh, little bit in the newsletter that I. And on top of that, I just can't seem to help myself from making dumb comments. My wife says, you should be a little more serious sometimes, you know, just not being so silly, but <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time doing that.
0: <laughs> By title, you are an acquisitions editor at Moody Publishers. Tell our listeners what that is all about, please.
1: Yeah, sure. So, yeah, my day job, I'm an editor for Moody Publishers. It's a little weird because Moody is out in Chicago and I live near Portland, Oregon, Uh, So I work remotely, so, you know, I have to get a dress shirt on for the conference calls, but I can wear my pajama bottoms. It's fun. I kind of burn the candle at both ends when it comes to publishing because I'm editing other people's books, and then when I can get some free time from my three little kids, I try to write my own. So that's my life. Definitely working a lot with words.
0: Interesting. Talk about your great family before we talk about church humor.
1: Yes. So I've got a young kid, a boy and two girls. They are eight, five, and one. And here's the deal. So I just had a, we had a baby like a year ago. I'm 42. Oh. And I did I did the math, and I figure by the time this child is in high school, I'll be about 104. <laughs> and so I think there is something very biblical about old So Those are all throughout Scripture, and that, that's what comforts me.
0: That's all right. That's all right. You mentioned the newsletter. How can our listeners get a copy of that Church Humor newsletter that you just talked oh, about? Oh,
1: sure. Yeah, so if you just go to uh, christianitytoday.com, uh, the website there, and you click on the newsletters tab, and you can find it. It's the Church Humor Newsletter, and that's just a weekly thing. It's free, so you know it might be worth, worth it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a weekly thing where I write a silly little
0: reflection uh, on the church that hopefully is humorous. Excellent. Yeah, I'm yes. looking here at yes. some information that Dennis Ford to me, you're a contributing editor there. You know, John, I was thinking about this over the weekend that Isaac actually means laughter. I think that's correct. Am I right on that?
1: Yeah, that's right. I know one of the names in there means laughter. So there is, I think there is a little bit of a basis for (laughs) humor in the Bible. Yes. Uh, Jesus likes to give silly, playful nicknames to to folks, and there's a lot of funny things that happen in Scripture, that's for sure.
0: Exactly. So this news, is this a weekly thing that you come out with, and just talk about, you know, the publication with that?
1: Exactly. And and it's just whatever silly thing I observed at church that week Mm. or often something about my kids and here's the other thing though i found out the hard way is that i think humor should be part of the christian life but there are a lot of people even people who subscribe to the newsletter who don't so i get angry emails every week saying i don't know if you were trying to be funny but dot 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 really (laughs) and i'm like man come on it's a humor newsletter what do you expect uh and so maybe and maybe sometimes i cross the line hopefully not too too often but uh interesting there are some folks that that don't appreciate that
0: Interesting. Part two of our discussion, you wrote a book, and there's some humor in this book as well, about a year ago called Your Future Self Will Thank You Secrets to Self Control from the Bible and Brain Science. On your website, there is uh, the intro and in chapter one that our listeners can read. Talk about why you wrote the book and how important that book is to the Christian life.
1: Sure. Yeah. This was actually something, you know, I wish I could say I was just drawn to it, sort of academic interest. The truth is, I realized that self control, which is the fruit of the spirit, so it's essential thing that we need to develop as Christians, but I realized that it was lacking in my own life, Uh, and so initially I was reading, you know, both what the Bible had to say about it, some of the scientific literature on self-control and willpower and habits, and initially I was just reading for myself, quite honestly, to try to shore up this weakness, Uh, and then as I got into it a little more, I started to think, you know, is there a book here? Is this, because some of this stuff is really interesting to me at least, so my hope is that the book can be as helpful to other people as it has.
0: When I first read the title, you know, I was doing some research, it was on your website, which is great, by the way. It's com. Dyke, ladies and gentlemen, is d-y-c-k dot com. It's not what a self-help book is. It's not just, oh, this is another Christian self-help book. Why should I read this? It's really got some basic science behind it, right, Drew? Yeah, that's
1: right. And and it's funny, because the title is a little playful, Your Future Self Will Think. Right, right. Uh, with the uh, secrets of self-control from the Bible and brain science. It sounds, it sounds a little self-healthy, uh, but I'd like to think it's of- a little deeper, since I just go into the theology of it and talk about the reason for self-control. I go to Galatians five, of course, and talk about it as a fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. unpack the relevant passages, and throughout, I I do a sort of little funny journal where I try to implement some of these changes in my own life, mm-hmm. uh, and that's where I'm very honest about <laughs> my progress and lack of progress in some of these areas. One of the first things I did when I when I started writing the book is I said, you know, I need to pray every day. You know, my prayer life's kind of all over the place. Like It's a a little sporadic. I'll do it here, and then I won't do it for days. I said, every morning, I want to start the day by praying. And so I said, I'm going to start small. I set a timer for for 10 minutes on my phone. I thought, that's no problem. I work from home. I I got down on my knees like a weirdo right in my office. Um, And I remember after a little while, I was like, oh, there's something wrong with the timer. Obviously, something's gone wrong because I've been praying for at least 20 minutes. I get up. It had been seven minutes.
0: Exactly. The Lord, you know, made self-control one of the fruits of the Spirit. We need that. We cannot do it on our own power. We need Him.
1: Exactly. That's another crucial point that I make. Is You know, some people think of self-control, especially from a secular perspective, as a sort of independent virtue I can just muster up myself, right? If I'm just disciplined enough and determined enough, I can become a really self-controlled person. Well, from a Christian perspective, though, you're right. It's a fruit of the Spirit, which means it's something that's empowered by God we have to be connected to God if we want to see self-control uh, grow in our lives. So that's a huge part of this topic, is nurturing that vertical relationship with God through Christ to grow in this area.
0: That's fantastic. Where can our listeners uh, get a copy of the book, Drew?
1: Well, there's a little bookstore, it's actually based uh, in Seattle, called Amazon.com. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, <laughs> I've heard of it. They have heard of it. I've heard of know? it. <laughs> that's one place to get it. Okay. I'm That's all right. That's all right. This has been a fun conversation. Would you mind closing our time today, Uh, Drew, with a word of prayer to our Lord and Savior? Would you mind doing that for us, please?
1: I would love to. I'd love to. Lord, thank you for this opportunity, Dr. Ron. Um, I've enjoyed it. Lord, we uh, thank you that you have uh, made us with all kinds of different passions and desires, and you've made some of us with an appreciation for humor. Uh, We believe that comes from you. We sure hope you have it. spiritual maturity and godliness and I pray for everyone listening uh, to this right now that you would um, help us to surrender to that process that we would trust you to conform us to the image of your son that you promised to do and we thank you for that
0: and we pray all these things in Christ's name amen amen again it's uh, drewdyke.com it's all one word right uh, d-y-c-k that's your website drew
1: you're right d-y-c-k.com uh, drop by there shoot me an email I'd love to connect with you. I've got the cheesy pictures of my family. So you can take a look at that, too. <laughs> and you can read a free chapter from the
0: book. Excellent. Drew Dyke, uh, thank you so much for the time today. It was absolutely a pleasure. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you. Likewise.
0: Appreciate it. Again, check out his website, DrewDyke, dyc DrewDyke.com. That's going to do it for me, Ron Stafford, thanking you, as always, for being right there. And remember, only with God's strength and God's help, you can make today a great day and tomorrow even better. We'll chat again next time. We live in a changing world that offers more ways than ever to minister to others. Sat7 is changing how ministry is done by using cutting-edge technology, and we beam age-old biblical truth through well-produced programs into living rooms. By partnering with churches, we're able to overcome obstacles in communicating the gospel message around the world also offer web streaming and our apps can be downloaded on various smart devices across the Middle East and North Africa. The SAT-7 return on your investment is that one dollar provides one document home with one year of SAT-7 broadcasts. In order for SAT-7 to continue in this effort, we need support from listeners like you. Visit us online today at sat7usa.org unconventional. Again, that's sat7usa.org slash unconventional, or call us at 866-744-7287. That's 866-744-7287.